0: Welcome to Game Art Co. at the Games Factory, where we discuss with industry professionals how to break into the industry. And I'm your host, Nick Sweetman. We're here today at the Games Factory in Helsinki with producer Tommy Koivistop from Rovio. Welcome, Tommy, and thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, so could you give us a brief introduction of your background in games?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. I'm actually pretty new to the industry. I have a master's degree in uh, computer science, uh, but I used to work in other industries for 13 years before I joined Rovio and games industry. So I started as a software engineer, did that for six years, didn't like it, then I decided to do something else and uh, joined a consulting company and worked as a technology consultant for seven and a half years. Uh, but then I was pretty mature when I then decided that if I uh, want to change the, the course of my career, I need to do that then. And then I decided that I want to join games industry and I want to join Rovio. And that's what I did. So I've been working at Rovia for five years now, first at our cloud services units, then at a project management office function, and now three years as a producer.
0: What would you consider the the most important skills for a producer to have?
1: There's not one clear answer, but one thing I'd say that communication, the communication skills are important, because the producer needs to be involved in basically everything, all aspects of game production. Communicate with stakeholders, partners, team members, management, other teams, also host and facilitate meetings, workshops, write all kinds of reports and emails, give presentations and help resolving any kind of uh, issues. So I would say that a producer needs to be kind of a jack of all trades and understand enough of every possible aspect of game production what kind of tools to use, development processes, methodologies, even client-server architectures uh, or third-party services, where and when to use them. So even though I'm not a programmer anymore, (laughs) a game designer, artist nor a business analyst, I need to be able to speak with those experts about about these things. And of course, help make decisions and help team members to succeed in their job. And of course, also one part of uh, project management or producing is uh, try to remove all obstacles that prevent the experts from doing their work. Of course, some producers might have a more technical background, and some may have previous experience from, for example, QA or project management in other industries. Of course, some producers might focus more on the game design and product vision, uh, but for example, in my current project, we have separated separated the responsibilities so that there's two leads in that project. So one is the product lead who holds the vision and is the ultimate decision maker in all decisions. And then my role is to take care of the production, the, uh, the technical project management of the production. And what that means in practice is that... Uh, I've been setting up tools and processes so that other team members can purely focus on their own field of expertise. A producer must be proactive. Uh, I'd say that the producer should be more interested in people than technology.
0: Okay, so you have to be very very good with the different types of personalities you get on a production
1: and yes, how to deal with them. but still yeah. have enough technical skills to understand what is going on, what is happening, what people are talking about, and even help documenting testing, uh, changing configurations, if there's a need for that. Also, when when working in a larger organization, it helps to know a lot of people around. So if there's anything we or I need help with, I know who, who to talk to, who, who to ask. A producer should be organized and always take care of everything they've promised. Uh, follow up on open issues, take care of any random tasks that come up. So, when you started
0: um, in producing with your first job, was there anything that really surprised you
1: with the role, or was it different from you how you actually expected it to be? That's a good question, uh, because I had already worked as a project manager for years. Uh, so uh, the project management side was not a big, big surprise, but probably what surprised me the most was that it's not actually that different from other types of uh, systems development. The biggest difference, though, was the process of creating a product. As we say in games, a game is ready when it's ready. When you develop more like traditional information systems, there is a specification documentation and then you code it and then it's ready when it meets the specifications. Uh, But a game cannot be based on a specification document. And sometimes finding the fun requires a lot of iterations. Uh, We might have a feature that has been specified and designed, and we have artwork, and it's basically ready. But then when it's in the game, we find out that it's not the right feature, and we need to iterate, remove that feature, develop something else.
0: What, uh, if we think about your day-to-day at Rovio, what do you usually do? Can it be quite varied, your tasks?
1: Yeah, I would say that there's no usual day. Mm. So first I need to tell a bit uh, about my projects. So Mm. I'm working currently in two projects. In one production, I'm acting as the product lead in an external production. So the development team is not sitting with me in the same building actually there in in another country. Uh, So that's, of course, very different from my other project that I'm doing with an internal team. Also, the first uh, project I mentioned is uh, an older game that is in the live operations phase of its life cycle, and we are producing updates and uh, improving the game, whereas the other production is a new product, and we are still in the concepting and prototyping phase. But so there's no usual day, but usually when I come to work, the first thing I do is I'm um, reviewing the numbers from yesterday for the live game. The live operations is very, very data-driven. So we need to know what has happened, if there was a live event in the game, we need to know how many players played the event, how much money they spent, how many players did we have, what kind of retention numbers there are. We are following up on those KPIs on a daily basis. Then for my other projects with an internal team, we are running weekly sprints, And we have those daily routines like daily standups every morning where we go through what everybody has been doing and what's expected to uh, come out by the end of that day. But then other things, it can be basically anything. It can be reviewing feature designs with a partner. It can be following up on any open issues, uh, following up on build deliveries from the partner, uh, discuss and decide on the priorities of new features. I can be setting up push notification campaigns for, for, for the live game. Uh, I'm hosting regular production calls with, with, my, with our partners. We can be planning A-B tests and analyzing uh, the A-B test results with the business intelligence team. And also in the, in the new game production, I might be configuring workflows for our Jira. Uh, I might be actually designing user flows, uh, testing the game prototype and of course hosting the backlog grooming sessions and sprint reviews and sprint planning.
0: I mean it, with so many tasks to kind of take care of is it sometimes difficult to to like uh, structure your time during the day or or do you, do you have to like uh, prioritize quite a lot like on what you take care of or
1: Yeah, sometimes I have this feeling of information overflow. I should be following f- yeah. following my emails and yeah. Slack messages and like 20 30 different channels on Slack. Okay. Uh, well, I have my ways to organize the work so that I, uh, when there's an email that I should react on, mm. I mark it, I will I'll label it so that there's a different view on my Gmail so that I can uh, easily see which emails I should answer. Oh, I see. Also, if yeah. uh, uh, there's a message, an important message on Slack that I should uh, act upon, mm. but I don't have time at the moment, I can mark that with a reminder so that it reminds me in an hour or the next day so that I remember to take care of it. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be very
0: efficient. Oh, yeah, and (laughs) organized. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What production are you most proud of um, during your career, and why? Is there any
1: any instance of a production that you're most most proud of? I have to say that it was the first global game launch that I did as a producer, and that was Angry Birds Fight. the game itself wasn't a huge success. It's not available anymore, unfortunately. Unfortunately, But still, it was the game, f- first game where I yeah. was a producer. And it was really fun and an amazing opportunity, both for the learning experience, but also to act as an Angry Birds game producer, because it, yeah. it's a huge, huge IP. And I have to be honest, I like, five years ago, I didn't even imagine that I could be an Angry Birds game producer.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So, but uh, yeah, the the first game uh, I coordinated basically everything here in the back office. So it was an external production uh, done in Tokyo. We had one colleague in Tokyo together with the team, but I was here in Espo uh, and I coordinated the whole global launch of the game, including all the marketing activities and, and whatnot. Okay. Um, This is quite a broad question.
0: Um, Could you give us a a difficult situation you have had as a producer and how you managed to solve it? Or if you could give us, like, um, if you're presented by a specific difficult situation, do you go through a kind of thought process as how to, the
1: steps to solve it in any way? Well, I would start with technology because that's the easy part. The the technical issues are something that are pretty Pretty yes. easy to resolve. Like technically, yeah. just bugs. Yeah. It just requires engineers to work work on those issues. Yes. Usually, it's the people and uh, different people's opinions that may cause yeah. them, the yeah. conflicts.
0: If there's like a conflict in a team, for example, like uh, an artist isn't listening to the vision of the designer or something like that, how would you kind of uh, um, get those two um, two people to kind of listen to each other? What what would you what steps would you do?
1: in that kind of case? Firstly, in our company and in my team, we cherish uh, open and constructive feedback. So everybody is encouraged to speak up and uh, tell their opinions. And I haven't been in a situation where the conflict would have been uh, so difficult Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't have been able to resolve that uh, with just discussing together, like sitting around one table with the whole team, mm. and look at different aspects of the, of the issue and what to do with it. But of course, I can imagine that if a, um, if there's a bigger conflict, then it needs one-on-one discussions yeah. with with different people. Yeah. But also in a, in a game production, I'd say the the responsibilities and roles in decision making are pretty clear. So mm-hmm. if there is a disagreement on the product vision, it's still the product lead yes. who can make the decisions. Yeah. And of course, even though we try to share the vision and be aligned with the, with the whole team, of course it's not always possible. Mm-hmm. It might be that an artist has created some artwork and the rest of the team thinks that uh, it still, still should be polished more, right? And well, he just he just has to live with it and and yeah. then keep on working on that that piece of art. Mm. Um, and also, if there's uh, any design um, design related issues, it's the game designer who can decide what to do with the design. Also, the difficult situations might not always come from within the team especially working in in a larger company, there's actually quite a few stakeholders who uh, want to be involved or want to be heard. And um, sometimes we get more ideas and feedback from uh, outside the team than we want to share with the team. So I would say that the producer needs also protect the team from that noise. Okay, so they need to filter out some of the information. Yes, yeah, and keep some information to to themselves so that uh, the team knows what to focus on and doesn't get distracted or doesn't get worried.
0: Okay, I understand.
1: Yeah. But then working with external partners, that's also a tricky one because uh, even though we might be the publisher or we are the publisher of, of a given game, um, we cannot... Dictate. We cannot make decisions about what, which direction to take the game to without, uh, well, at least consulting the partner. But usually everything we do must be mutually agreed.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And sometimes it happens that we see, for example, new uh, features, new uh, ideas for a game, and we get uh, design documents, and then we look at the designs and think that oh wow this is not going to happen and we really need to shoot that idea down in a way or another but usually those kind of discussions happen between uh, the product leads or producers so that the the other team members are not are not part of that i understand yeah
0: what's the most projects you've been producing or been involved in at the same time and again how do you manage to multitask so many
1: Yeah, the most projects simultaneously uh, was when I was the product lead of three external productions. Uh, Of course, all of those games were older games and we were um, maintaining and updating them. And uh, one game had pretty frequent updates, like one one update per month. The other game had one update per, per two months. Uh, but then the third game was already in a phase where we didn't really update that anymore uh, yeah that was that was okay but now that I'm working in a new game production project and also uh, an older game which is being updated every two weeks i'd say that the two projects is is now my maximum i I yeah, wouldn't be possible. I, I couldn't take more projects.
0: Yeah, I guess it's this, you, it's takes so much effort to focus on one, doesn't it? I'm guessing that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And also, when the new production, the internal production, when it's uh, closing in on its uh, soft launch or global launch, then I really have to evaluate whether I have time for the other project project anymore, or if I need to then then delegate my my tasks or give the uh, the product leadership to to someone else. Yeah. But I I don't think I would work in two internal productions as a producer. I, I'm not sure if that would be possible. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, some advice for general beginners, so, so if you're basically a complete novice and have a passion to learn producing and are not actually in a school at, at this point, um, what would you consider the most effective way to learn those essential skills that could land them eventually a junior role
1: on a game? there's not just one path uh so you can learn the the basic project management skills in in any industry like myself i hadn't worked within games industry before but still uh at least i think i'm doing pretty well in in games producing uh uh, a passion for games is a must so of mm-hmm. course we expect that when uh, when people join our company they really love games and love, love playing games and have played games mm-hmm. but i'd say that everything else can be learned by just doing it yeah so uh one might join a games company in a somewhat easier role mm-hmm. like some producers have started in qa so yes. that they have uh joined the game production and observed what the producer is doing and learned about games industry and making like game production while doing the QA work.
0: So if someone's applying for their first job as a game producer can you give any advice for for example how they could stand out from the crowd if they're sending their application um, for their first producer role and uh, any tips at all for For example, making an effective LinkedIn
1: profile to promote themselves. Yeah, of course, all the technical skills that are required must be there. But I'd say that uh, showing personality and the right attitude is a positive thing, because games are supposed to be fun. Mm. And companies aren't looking only for the most skilled people, Mm -hmm. but also the right personalities
0: yeah so so yeah i guess with producer again you have to like you said fit with the team you have to get on with people you ha- i guess you have to uh help with their morale a lot so
1: kind of push them and make them come together mm. so those team skills they're quite quite essential yeah yeah and also when making the uh, the job application or writing the cv focus on right things like take even irrelevant things out so really target what you put there. Yeah. Yeah. So show that the CV and the application was made for that position. Yes. And it's not a generic uh, application that you're sending to a 100 companies in different industries.
0: Yeah. So re- really customize it so it's tar- targeted yes. really well. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would also like to point out that making games is not only about making fun. It's also a very competitive business with high risks so the applicants must understand also if you want to be a producer uh, you want you must understand also the business side and know that there it is there uh, as the industry has been focusing on free to play games within the past few years uh, of course people have started to to understand then that the monetization and game economies are something that are really important and should be part of. Uh, a production and a product vision from the start and not something that can be slapped on later in the projects. Yeah, I think still a few years ago, there were many people who wanted to do mobile games, but they wanted to make uh, premium games, not free to play games. And if you want to join a mobile games company these days, you need to accept that it's mostly free to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As a producer you also have to know you have to be in control or have knowledge about the way budgets work is that correct as well so some kind of financial understanding like on the, per project.
1: Yeah, again hmm. depends heavily on the on the uh, depends heavily on the role that you're in in a, in a production. So as a producer I'm not actually budgeting, okay. but as a product lead, I am. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So when, yeah, yeah, so when I'm a product lead in a production, yeah. Yeah. I make the forecasts and yeah. report the financials.
0: Do you have any more advice or words of wisdom for beginners that wish to get into producing and
1: have a passion for it? Just do it. As we say, it's not rocket science. Yeah. And even if it was, people do learn that as well
0: yeah (laughs) okay great well thanks very much for coming in today Tommy and we really appreciate giving us an insight into producing in the games thanks thank you for having me